This is Revisiting Haven. Hey, Havenites. This is uh, Amy J. And with me, as always, is... This is Amy S., the other Amy. Hey, guys. So we're going to keep this uh, podcast on our behalf a little short because uh, there's an interview with Brian Milliken that follows this that is longer. So we don't want to keep you here forever. We know you got things to do. But, of course, before we talk about the po- uh, the episode Nowhere Man, some news. Yeah, not too much. Um, we know that upcoming, our next episode coming up, 508, is that right? Uh, is Laura Manel's debut. Yes, written by that, Nick Parker. Yeah, and that's Exposure is the title. Uh, we know that Steve news came out that Steve Lund will be re- returning to Haven for at least one episode in season 5B, you know, episodes uh, 14 to 26. Um, we also know that Emily did an interview uh, that was posted this morning. We had some good information if you want to read that. The interview that Emily did and the post to Steve Lennon was brought to us by Linda G. of The Wrap. She breaks a lot of Haven news, so follow her on Twitter. Her name is Linda G. And um, SciFi.com has the schedule up of all the remaining air dates for Haven, and so far they show it airing on the Friday after Thanksgiving, so we'll have to see if that holds true. Uh, the other news is that Jay Riso, uh, I think I pronounced that right, apologies if I didn't, but as I know him, Christian, formerly of the tag team part- partner of Adam Copeland, Edge. Edge, so Christian will be guest starring on Haven as well. So Christian and Edge reunion should be coming, uh, I think, uh, November 28th. I'm not sure which episode that is, but that episode and... I think that's the, the one that's called half. Chemistry. I yeah. think that's chemistry, okay. and that's um, that's the Friday after Thanksgiving, so interesting. Yeah, so that is uh, first reported by WWE.com, and so he's going to be there for that episode as well as some episodes in the second half of the season. Cool. So, hey, Amy, before we get started, we should just thank everybody for listening and taking the time to log on to uh, your site, Revisiting Haven. You know... It's funny. This is why I have Amy around, because I will forget the things that we've talked about of what we're talking about. We had just talked about this. Yes. Thank you, guys. Um, Amy and I were talking about how, you know, this was just a thought in our heads a long time ago. And then she agreed. And I was thanking her for that. And she was telling how how amazing it is, how far it's come. Right. And we, that, yeah. go ahead. I was just say that's just thanks to the Haven community and all the Haven fans and everybody who loves discussing Haven and speculating and talking about our theories. And listening to us and our crazy, crazy talks. I mean, we have people listening from Canada, UK, uh, Brazil, France, Belgium, Netherlands, the United Kingdom, just everywhere. And it's right. we're, we're very humbled by your kindness. Yes, I could not have said it better. So thank you. Thank you. And, you know, let us know uh, if you're listening, because we'd like to thank you with a mention or, or a fave of your tweet. Uh, know that you are appreciated. Without a doubt. And now we will head to, did I miss anything else, Amy? No, I think that's it. But we're going to try and keep this short. We're going to start talking yes. about the up, right? 15 minutes, guys. That's that's our goal. I, I say that. Do, do you think we can I, do it? It is Haven. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Okay. So we're going to try. We're going to try. Okay. Ready? Go. <laughs> the first, this was a fantastic episode. Oh, I loved it. This is, uh, I want to say, my favorite episode of season five. Oh, wow. I know, big words, but it's still early, so 
Yeah, it's, we're only halfway into the season, so. So there's there's plenty of, of Haven left to be watched, but uh, you know what this, this episode reminded me of, Amy? Uh, I don't know. Tell me. Uh, season two. It did kind of have an earlier season of Haven vibe. Right? A, a little, you had the blonde Audrey Parker. Yes, Audrey's back, and how awesome was it to have Audrey back? And and it was just, I, I love that vibe. Now, there was a lot going on in this episode, so because we're trying to keep it short, um, we're going to hit on some of the big things that happened. Yes. Uh, one, Audrey is back, and we open uh, after the credits with a lovely scene between Nathan and Audrey where yes. uh, a certain important revelation is made. And can I just say, I loved how Haven, and we know Brian wrote this episode. I know it's a collaboration in the writer's room, but Brian was the writer. I loved how Nathan did the reveal to Audrey of I Can't Feel You Anymore. I just thought it was done so well. I loved it. You know, there's so many ways that Brian could have gone with this. Right. And a lot of them are corny. A lot of them um, could have just been over the top. Right. Uh, But I, I think... The way they did it in a quiet, serious... I love that it was a serious moment. Uh-huh. And he didn't try to hide it. Right, and he was like, I was trying to protect you. I don't know what this means. And, I mean, Nathan wasn't like, oh, I can't love you or I can't, you know, be happy to have you back because I can't feel you. It's like wasn't even on his radar. Right, um, these two are very much in a grown adult relationship. Right. Had an adult conversation about something very important, about something very serious and said... Essentially, it doesn't matter that I can't feel you. Right, but I mean, you know, they went home together and he didn't tell her to the morning. I just think it didn't, right, it didn't matter to him. He loves her no matter what. And, you know, she asked the question that people probably had. was like, why didn't he say something initially? Because he was afraid. He didn't know what it meant. Well, and, you know, he loved her and he was happy to have her back. And he was protecting her. He doesn't, like you said, he doesn't know what it meant to her. And he didn't want to freak her out. He didn't want to scare her or alarm her. I mean, can you imagine... uh, you just split from this woman who is evil incarnate and you don't know what's happening. You've been just, you just survived a to the death kind of battle for your soul. Right. And now you find out you're not immune. Yeah. It would have been a little too much for her to handle all right at once. Absolutely. Especially when all she wanted was a shower. Exactly. (laughs) We know she's Audrey. We know she's strong. We love her. She's kind of kick ass, but when she's with Nathan, she can be a little more vulnerable and let her guard down a little bit. And I thought it was just handled so well. Yeah. And, you know, the touching thing was a very, Duke asked the question in the previous episode, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever wondered if maybe the reason you love Audrey is because you can feel her? Right. And Nathan says no. <laughs> he absolutely says no. And I know there are probably some people out there who are like, eh, that's not really believable. And you know, that was some foreshadowing. And right. for all the haters or those who doubt doubters. Me, doubters or whatever, I think the question has been answered. Yeah. And I think if you um, have followed Haven all along and you've kind of, you know, followed the Audrey Nathan relationship, I think it's been very evident that Nathan does not love her just because he feels her. Um, to me, I've never had a doubt in that. Of, of that. But it, it was very beautifully played out. And I think uh, the question has been answered now. Yes, although every time we think a question is answered, something comes up later. But <laughs> I think for now, without any contrary evidence, Nathan loves Audrey despite his ability to feel her. 
Right. Or not feel her, whatever the case may be. And she loves him, we can say. And right. I, you know, focusing on Nathan and Audrey really quick before we move to the next topic, um, you know, the reason it felt like season two, we had them kind of sort of working together on this case. Right. You know, they're out in the field together, and we haven't seen them in the field together in quite some time. And she said it the best, I think, is, you know, helping those troubled is what we do, so we should just go be us. Right. We're that couple. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Those those are the things that I think stood out. The, I mean, we weren't even 10 minutes into the episode, and that hit and us. And that was all part, I think that was all part of Audrey Parker is that. Yes. You know, she is Audrey Parker. Yeah, and, and it's been... Uh, I don't know how much to say without... Okay, so I won't say it because you'll hear it in the interview with Brian um, okay. about this episode. So I'm not going to say that. Yeah, let's... Let's let's, let's, let's leave that. So the, yeah. the other thing that, you know, was discovered when Nathan realizes, hey, I don't think you're immune anymore. Immunity gone. That's kind of serious. This is a big thing in this episode because Audrey's never not been immune um, and it's, uh, you know, she's in peril. She's out working these, the case, but, you know, Duke's concerned about her. Nathan's concerned about her. Of course, she's kind of cavalier and she's going to solve the trouble and get Nathan back regardless. But we've never seen her, you know, not, uh, we've never seen her vulnerable to a trouble. So it was very interesting. Um, well, you know. you know what the interesting part, not only was the fact that she's no longer immune, but the fact that Mara still is immune. Yeah, I mean, this was such a fun part of the episode and such a, a fun road that Haven's going down, this path we're going on here. It's um, different and it's it's kind of exciting. Okay, so I have to credit Brian with this because, you know, uh, when Duke came in and essentially, mm-hmm. essentially, you know, Mara is acting with Duke and she doesn't even acknowledge Nathan's presence. I was like, oh, man, maybe she doesn't see him. Oh, yeah. Mars, see, uh, there you go. Mars playing everybody. She was playing Duke right there. Right. Well, she was playing She was playing Nathan, too, Nathan. because... Yep, yep, yep. He's playing them all. He has his line, and then she's like, now, is that any way to talk about the only person that can see you? And I was like, oh, well, hold up. Yeah. She just played me, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. She's evil and conniving to the bone. She did it really well. And so but, but that's Nathan, interesting. Nathan couldn't touch her, though. Now, I know Nathan's in this altered state. But he couldn't touch her. I thought that was interesting. Well, I think it has to do with the trouble, right? Yeah, so, the, the altered state he's in. Yeah. Right. And I, I think the fact that she can see him is the crux of the trouble. Well, you're right. You're right. It, it's back. To, it's, it's, we, we were kind of led to believe that perhaps it's the same trouble in uh, 213 or 212 Sins of the Fathers um, when uh, Nathan saw his dad in the graveyard and and Nathan saw all the ghosts. So you're right, Amy. It's just, you just see them. Yeah. And so, um, that discovery that Mara can see is, is an important one because now Audrey can't, Audrey is no longer immune. Mara is immune. Right. This is a twist and a position that Audrey is not familiar with. As we said, she wants to save Nathan and she will, she's determined, right. Right. but you hear it when, when she first sees the shadow and tells Duke, I'm no longer immune. She like she like collapses almost on that table. Is like, oh God, what am I gonna do? Yeah, how am I gonna save Nathan? How am I gonna get him back? Yeah. And, but we think, I and mean, it seems, you know, it, they kind of told us that she had the immunity because previously she was part of Mara, or she was these versions of Mara, and now she really has split. She really is 
her own person. Mm -hmm. And this was one of the other reasons I see her as more being human. I think I mentioned it last podcast. You know, she can't go into the barn to stop aging. Um, now she's not immune. And what was, there's one other reason I thought she was human, and I can't remember it right now. Um, but I like how she's her separate person, and she doesn't have the immunity. To, I think it just hammers home more to us that she's Audrey, and she is this normal human who's, well, I'm going to say normal, who has no more ties to Mara. And, and it's one of the reasons I think solidifies my reason that this show is about Audrey Parker. It isn't about the show. Audrey's. It isn't the show about Mara and her personalities. It's about this personality who is now human, Audrey Parker, right. who right. we've grown, who we've grown to know and love. And here's right. my thing about the immunity thing, uh -huh. and Audrey's hesitation because that last scene was very beautiful. Yes. Uh, of Emily Rose did a wonderful job. I loved the interaction between Emily and Nathan because there was none, mm -hmm. but Nathan was uh, Lucas Bryan is responding to what Emily Rose is doing. Uh, it was a beautiful scene, but the fact that Audrey didn't was afraid that she wouldn't be able to save Nathan because she's not immune. Right. You know, if I was immune, I would be able to see you. Yeah, but I also, that was a beautiful scene, Amy, and I have to say I loved how Audrey knows Nathan well enough that she kind of knew he was there, even though she couldn't say, say see him. Mm -hmm. Didn't she say, Nathan, if you're here? You know, she knew he was there. I love yeah. that, too, that they're so in tune to each other that, you know, he was there for her, and she knew he was there. It was a very ghost. Um, <laughs> this whole episode had a very ghost vibe to it. Ghost as in uh, Patrick Swayze, Demi Moore. In uh, the pottery of, wheel? Yeah. Well, well, you know, and with Whoopi Goldberg, with Mara being Oda May, <laughs> being the only one able to see Patrick Swayze or Lucas Bryant. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But uh, really quick to, to kind of wrap up the immunity thing. You have to remember, Audrey Parker was able to f help how many episodes before she realized that she had something special, that she, you know, was immune, I guess you That's could say. That's true. She did, she did solve a lot of problems, all these troubles. Right. Um, Let's go back to season one, before yeah. she knew about that. Right. Yeah. Before she kind of recognized that she was different, and yeah. right now she doesn't remember that, yeah. and she's flustered, and yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing what Nick Parker does in the second episode of this mm -hmm. um, yeah. double episode, but... Uh, before we kind of lose time entirely, we need to talk about Mara and Duke. Well, they, they kind of one up to each other and we're playing mind games with each other in this episode. I thought it was very cool. Um, I'll say before we get deeply into Mara and Duke, I love again, the relationship and growth and evolution of Duke's relationship with Nathan, Uh huh. his devastation essentially and, uh, anger. Oh, I loved it when he, when Duke said, I can't lose Audrey and Nathan both in the same day. Yeah. Protective yeah. nature. Maybe that's the better word. Uh-huh. His uh -huh. protectiveness of those two. Yeah, like Nathan, you know, Nathan's gone. The trouble's taken him away. Duke knows this. And Duke is, you know, he's on the case to protect Audrey. And he did. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you get you get the uh, trio again. And then right. you have Duke who's talking to Mara. Because, one, Audrey doesn't want to see her. Mm-hmm. Nathan, um, I think Nathan is a great rival for, for Mara. But Duke, uh, Duke is also giving his best against yeah. her. Right. And I loved how the two of them, Nathan in this altered state, um, and Duke, you know, were working the case together and trying to save Audrey or, you know, rescue her. Um, I loved how Nathan was able to talk to Duke via Mara. Mm -hmm. I thought that was very clever. Yeah. That he pushed her buttons until she snapped at him mm -hmm. and she realized, Hey, I'm going to have to do this. And Duke, you have to give him credit for finding a way to make Mara help. 
Yeah. Well, he, he said, I'm turning you into the garden. Their Duke was going to sacrifice himself. I don't care if I need you, uh, Mara, to help me release these troubles. I'm turning you over to the guard, if, you know, if that's what it comes to. Mm-hmm. And you, you have to, you know, because that threat would only go so far. You have uh-huh. to give credit to Mara for picking up on him saying need and her realizing, hey, you need me because I'm immune. Yes. Yeah. I'm immune. But- you need me. Well, they need her because she's immune to this trouble they're trying to resolve to get Nathan back. But Mara's not immune to all these troubles that are in Duke. That's the twist, right? Because this this is, I, I really don't believe this is a trouble from Duke. Um, I won't tell who I think this trouble is from. I think we already saw the person who's giving the trouble. But um, that's a normal trouble. Hence, Mara can, is immune. But if Duke releases a trouble, you're right. Yeah. So that's a whole, that might be a whole nother, we don't really have time to talk about that right now, but what's behind that and what does that mean? That's interesting. And what does it mean, I mean, you can't hold Mara in the hold forever. Oh, they just keep her in the hold of the uh, uh, the Cape Rouge down there and, and Duke will just give her, you know, an open tin of food every now and then. <laughs> I mean, you got to love the, the, the banter between them also, right? Duke, can you turn the lights off on, on your way? Be a, be a doll and turn off the lights. Do right? You, oh, you really are going crazy down mm-hmm. here. <laughs> Who the hell are you talking to? You know, all, all, you got to love the banter that, that's occurring, but it can only go for so long. So what happens? I know. I know. And I, I cannot, for one, wait to see the Mara Audrey showdown. I've said that on Twitter. I've said that before. I can't remember if I said it here, but I think yeah, that's yeah, Mara, rock. I mean, odd. Yeah, Audrey wants to take her down. Audrey said that I was even part of her, makes my skin crawl. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Audrey's made it very clear in this episode that she's back to being Audrey. She's separate from Mara. She's here to help the troubled. She and Nathan are partners, and this is what they do. They help Haven. They help the troubled. Um, So how, yeah, how are they going to end up getting rid of Mara? What's going to happen with her? And I I think, to your point, Amy, it's going to be Audrey's doing. These these are things that we will learn in the upcoming episodes, guys. And, uh... We, we did it. We kept it under 15. Okay. That's me wrapping up so we keep it under 15. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, again, uh, Amy, what did you think of this episode overall? I loved it. I loved you know, it, I too. Loved it. I just loved it. Thank you, Brian. It was awesome. Uh, it was a definite throwback to the old school Haven. Uh, we had progress. It was great. I look forward to seeing what Nick does. And now, guys, for your pleasure, uh, our, inter- our interview with Brian Milliken, who wrote today's episode, Nowhere Man. Uh, Brian shares a lot of tidbits, and without further ado, here he is. Hello. Hey, Brian. Hey, how's it going? It's good. How are you after such a, a great episode? Oh, thanks, thanks. I'm happy that the episode uh, uh, turned out okay. You know, it's, it's always tough uh, in our position uh, when you write an episode but even I guess if you direct it to, you always have you know they, they sort of the old adage is that the writer is the first person who saw the episode. Yes. You know you're going through the whole process and like so you you're the one who sort of like know what you had in mind and so every little thing that it's not even the actors it's, it's the director sort of then has the other episode that they saw when they read the thing and sort of never in the in between the two shall you shall you meet or whatever the phrase. No, is. that is the saying. Yeah, and uh, did it come out the way you envisioned it? Uh, you know, for the most part, I would say it did. I will, I will say, I mean, uh, first of all, I think it came out really well. It's, but it's funny, it, I had imagined uh, a, a few things pretty differently 
uh, it was there have been other episodes that I've worked on. I guess this is I think my seventh or eighth episode that are certainly closer to what I had in mind. By the way, that has nothing to do with whether or not it's good or bad. There, there's uh, episodes that have turned out or things that have turned out way better than I had imagined, mm-hmm. and and vice versa. So it's it is just it just sort of is what it is. But that's you sort of I always have a hard time then watching it uh, certainly the first couple of times because you sort of are like what. Like wait, this isn't this isn't right, and it's not about it being good or bad. So, it's a, which is all just to say, I am I'm usually have to wait and have other people tell me whether they think something something really sort of worked or or was good or not, or if you, anyone can ever even sort of say that thing because I sort of never never really know. I sort of think that it does. Like I I know that the next couple episodes are fantastic, some of my favorites. So sort of have always been like like I hope that this one was. Up to snuff. You never really know. Well, you know, I, I think it's safe to say um, fans have received it well. Well, well thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, it's funny. I got a few tweets from some people uh, that had said that it was like, it was like, it's like we're back in season two again. I, I wasn't, you, entirely, wasn't entirely sure why, but I'll, I'll take it as a compliment because we went into it and knowing, especially in the heels of uh, what had been some pretty complicated stuff that was going on in the previous episodes that these were going to be two, these because seven and eight are sort of a two-parter, uh, that these were going to be two that went a little bit more, as we refer to them in the room, Coke classic, that it was kind of going back to a, a somewhat simpler time in Haven and actually having, like, a, God forbid, a trouble of the week and not like a ton else and just sort of uh, something that would that would complicate the lives of our characters, I guess. So I was happy to see those sort of tweets because I felt like maybe maybe it was working. I think it was. I mean, I, I, I think I was one of those who tweeted that because there was a feel of Nathan and Audrey, there's a trouble, we need to figure it out. Um, you had romance, you had comedy, you had everything in there. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, well, some, I wonder if it was part of it or not, but uh, we always, quote unquote, called the, uh, this sort of idea Ghost Nathan. You know, it was it was just sort of always in the pantry of like episodes that we had always sort of talked about doing. Like on or off, I probably have a penchant for maybe like opening up the pantry and finding something in there more more than most. Probably because I was always the I was the writer's assistant for the first two years in the show, so I I was I was the one who was taking the notes and was sort of like aware of things. I think Ghost Nathan was probably my idea because frankly I just love the movie Ghost so much, um, and it was always going to be Nathan for some reason too. I'm not really sure why. I was going to ask um, you that, but um, but uh, yeah, you know, well, it could never really been Audrey because she was in Union's troubles. So we sort of got that, and I think you know it was just sort of the because of the Audrey Nathan relationship, it just kind of made made sense. And I and I know a lot of some fans are aware of it, and certainly we always were too. We knew that when we started to really delve at the end of season two, and certainly three and four into all the stuff with Duke's uh, uh, curse, his uh, his family situation, that that was a it was sort of like putting a stake in front of the character in, in a way yeah and we didn't want to we had we knew that like the we had finished a lot of some of the meal anyway the stuff with his nathan's dad and sort of establishing what nathan's trouble was like uh and even getting nathan to a, to a place where he would sort of confess his feelings about audrey in the first two seasons sort of meant that we had we had finished a meal with nathan in, in a weird way yeah uh, and that, uh, so, uh, so I think I and a bunch of other people made sure that when we were thinking about sort of troubles that we might do down the road, that it would be nice to have. I think it was, that's, I'm just saying that's probably why it, it was our, our first and only inclination was to do a quote-unquote Ghost Nathan as opposed to Ghost Duke, because it seemed like uh, Ghost Duke 
would would have just been a, a thing on a thing in a, in a strange way. Well, this was a interesting. I mean, the last few episodes, you're right. It's been a very strong season, and it's been fun to see the Freaky Friday trouble, yeah. a, a ghost trouble. Um, I'm not even sure. <laughs> How many more troubles you guys have to, to give us for the rest of the season? Uh, you know, it's, it's funny. Well, it's funny. You know, you put it that way. They wanted to be in a couple of sort of uh, classic uh, sort of troubles. And I'm looking and knowing the rest of the entire season, not just 5A, but 5B, since we are, we are I'm literally uh, working on the scripts right now for episodes 23 and 24 and have been kicking around a lot of the, now the more than just the generalities, uh, but sort of the nitty-gritty of 25 and 26, I can tell you what's coming down the road. There are a bunch of other sort of the, I'm going to call them big box uh, troubles coming down the way, sort of of like, quote-unquote, Freaky Friday or Ghost. There actually are a couple down the road, but what there are more of than anything else are uh, more troubles. I think you'll see it, especially after the next episode. Starting with episode 9, we start to get to a place where there are more than we've ever done before, multiple troubles sort of in an episode, which is to say that the troubles sort of crop up or appear in episodes, but Mm -hmm. aren't the sort of driving story. The stuff that's happening with with our characters and sort of the larger Haven sort of saga uh, winds up being uh, as much a driver as, uh, as the troubles often have been in sort of classic trouble case of the week. There are still some big time, uh, you know, sort of quote unquote troubles of the week, or in, in this case, uh, in, a, in a lot of cases, troubles of the two-parter uh, two weeks, um, but but less less and less, and more troubles just in general. Like I wrote, I co-wrote an episode up in season uh, the season premiere of season five B, in fact, episode fourteen, where there are like a, a, there are a bunch of uh, different sort of smaller troubles. And we've got an episode coming up, uh, I think it's either 9 or 10, where we might set a record for the amount of troubles that you, you find in an episode. Well, maybe it's 15. But in any case, <laughs> there's, uh, there's, there's a lot sort of coming. You know, we sort of uh, talked about the trouble sort of pantry. We opened the doors and started pulling out the shelves. Uh, but uh, so I think it, it mo- mostly because the story sort of dictated it, where, where we wind up sort of going. But also, I think just as a way just to sort of uh, change it up a little bit. I think we were very cognizant this season that, you know, I mean, not knowing whether it's the last season or not, but just that we've reached season five and sort of it was, it was time to, to mix it up a little bit. We knew that we'd be able to with, because we always knew what we wanted to do with the Mars sort of stuff and, and where that storyline is going. And But but more than that, I don't, I don't know that there was a sense of fatigue after last season or season four, but I do think that that we we felt that maybe the episode, a lot of the episodes last season where we sort of we did some different things maybe uh, worked worked better than we'd anticipated, and so decided to sort of try to change it up a little bit. That's why we embraced the the two parters as much as we wound up doing both for production realities and for for storytelling purposes, just because it was it was just something we sort of haven't hadn't been able to do before and thought it would help freshen the show up. Well, given that it's a super season and the double format, does that change your approach now? I mean, previously you guys were probably finishing half of it, and then we would get the episodes, and you would still be working on the rest of that season. And now it's like there's a whole another ten episodes, I think, that you guys have yeah. written and filmed, and now you're working on the last half of the season. Does it if change? We had a, oh no! Did it, did it change sort of our approach? Yeah, it certainly did at the outset. You know, we, we have sort of we have the roadmap of what of the the series, and so with the, sort of the big 
the big stops along the way, or actually the big stops for like where seasons, you know, like well this was what that this is where we did that season, this is where we did that season, and with sort of the the big uh, the exits, the rest stops uh, along the way. Well, this would be a big turning point. Like for instance, when Mara would come out, then you know we get to a point where then rather than put Audrey back in control of Mara's body, uh, we actually would split them off. So now there'd be Audrey and Mara, and this time Audrey is not immune. And and Mara is like so we always knew that that would be sort of the middle, sort of tentpole of this season at this point. And there's a couple other tentpoles coming up like along the way. But what, the one thing that did change for our approach with the 26 episodes is that we had to look a little bit further down the road uh, because we had we mapped out all 26 episodes, really two seasons, uh, at the same time. Uh, and you know, and kind of you go in to the network and you sort of pitch them. You know specifically what would happen, like in this in this episode, this would happen, in this episode, this would happen. Sort of like your your plan for the season. You do that on every show uh, pretty early on, before you even start writing episodes of the show, uh, or, or of that season. And uh, rather than just go in with sort of 13, you know, we had to go in with 26. But what was good is that we knew where we wanted to end with episode 26, and we knew where we wanted the middle to be, and there was still room in sort of our roadmap to accommodate both seasons. So what I was worried about going into the season with our changing, or I guess I was worried that we were going to have to change our approach and that maybe we would be tap dancing and sort of stalling a little bit. I don't know if, I don't know if you're familiar with Babylon 5 at yes. all. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I'm a voracious uh, TV Sci-fi. fan. Sci-fi. Uh, you, you should be. But I know <laughs> the sort of the apocryphal story of Babylon 5 was that they thought that they were going to end at season yep. 4. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly there was a new season. And so they sort of, but the last season, there was a lot of, I guess, killing time in, in a way. Uh, because they had basically gotten to where the story was kind of naturally going to end. And then there was just sort of spinning their wheels until they could get back to the finale again. And I was worried, I mean, not knowing, of course, whether or not our episode will be a, a series finale or season finale. We knew where we wanted to end. And I was worried that maybe we're stretching 13, 13 episodes into 26 episodes. Which is episodes a legitimate story. concern, yeah. Yes. And that the two-parters might even make it seem that way. We were just doing two-hour episodes instead of one-hour episodes. And But but I'm happy to report that I at least I could always be proven wrong. <laughs> but I'm <laughs> happy to report that that did not uh, turn out to be the case. We had uh, we had a, a lot more road to hell. We had, and again, it was it was already there with where we were planning to go anyway. In fact, so the 26 episodes turned out to be the exact opposite of my concern. We wound up, or have wound up, being able to do, uh, I think, the the best possible version of what we what what he had set out to do. It kind of helped us do it all the more. If anything, quite frankly. Uh, now that we're talking about 25 and 26, my only regret is that there's not a 27 and a 28. I kind of feel like we had, we, there was just a little bit left on a table that I would, uh, I would love to have uh, taken care of. You know, it's sort of like we had a certain amount of ingredients to throw into the pot. You know, you've probably seen a bunch of these press releases coming out announcing people come, coming, yes. uh, coming out in the future. Um, but uh, and so I was kind of hoping that there was just a few other things that we, that we didn't get to address that I wanted to this season, but you never know. It could uh, be addressed so, next season. Uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, but because because we, we don't know, uh, we don't, we don't know whether there will be some something something more after this or not. We we're a little bit in the same situation we were at the end of last season, where we're in a little bit of limbo. Um, but but you know, but it, but it's but it's fine because because uh, we knew what we wanted to do for this season anyway, 
and I dare say that if it winds up being the end, I think that it will be fine. And I think that we probably shoot maybe a couple different sort of things, uh, sort of just to protect ourselves in either way. It's kind of just the way it goes these days. Well, but uh, but, but yeah, but I'm but what we are feeling. It's it's funny. I have a friend who works on uh, Breaking Bad. We did work on Breaking Bad, rather. And uh, you know, we're, and I know how they approached their last season, and so we have made sort of conscious efforts to try to do the same sort of thing to make sure that we were. We were we were satisfying ourselves and sat, and trying to satisfy the the audience uh, in a way. And so I know we don't know whether this is our last season or not, but even if it is, I do believe that it will it will answer a ton of questions and will wrap up a ton of story, even if there's still sort of more road to hell. So well, I think, I think we're in pretty good shape. Speaking of questions, and and no you saw that we had um, put out for tweets and questions, and some people did have some, and there's a question that was common that I received at least. And you may not be able to answer this now because it may be answered in an episode, but there's some people who are wondering about the Mara, Lexi, Sarah, Audrey. How does that work? Will we find out? Will we understand how that's going, the relationship between all of them? And are they separate people? Gosh, I'm, I'm trying to think. I hope I'm, I'm going to answer the question. Okay. I hope that I don't and wind up giving any spoilers. This is a, a little bit of a, little bit of a toxic uh, answerer here because I know so much more about what's to come. So I'm pretty sure that some of this has been implied through Mara and conversations with her. There's going to be a little bit more explained as we go deeper into the season. So I'm going to try to answer without using any of my knowledge of what happens for the rest of the season. Okay. But I do think that, you know, I know Mara has used some of the term sort of Audrey Husk uh, in the past when talking about Audrey and, mm-hmm. and, and a few other sort of buzzy words like that. But what, what we were trying to sort of get at and and, the, uh, and Audrey kind of coming out from within Mara uh, in, the, in a couple of these past episodes was, was all – was 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 all conceived as, as sort of being a part, or at least, or helping to show what the relationship actually is between Mara and Audrey, and and then twenty, uh, there were twenty seven odd years earlier between Mara and Lucy, and before the generation before that, Mara and Sarah. Before that, there were others, Veronica, who has been named, right. others who have not been named, uh, quite quite a few others going back. Uh, some 500 odd years. In fact, uh, we even have we have a handy chart uh, in our office. We'll probably release it to you one day with uh, with when each of her incarnations would have been in Haven, and how with the numbers that they were, and what we have what we have actually established about any of them, and most of them are just question marks mm-hmm. uh, uh, in terms of what we've actually established, and then what we internally have always thought or known or sort of, you know, believed internally about what this one did and what that one did, you know, and and even down to, like, what this one's hair color might have looked like. <laughs> um, but it just sort of has been helpful to just sort of, because you need that to reference, even if we never, if we, if we don't call back to, to a ton of them, except for the ones that we've sort of encountered now, uh, that we need to have that for reference just so that we don't wind up accidentally uh, establishing something or saying something that doesn't sort of jive with the timeline. Right. Uh, although that, I guess those things still sort of get past you every once in a while, like where I've, I've referred to myself as a goalie 
trying to protect the goal and every once in a while someone gets a hockey puck past me and that, that contradicts something that we've said. But generally we've been pretty good about it. But to answer your question, the way that we sort of had viewed it is definitely going to become more clear as the season goes along, certainly by the end of the season. Um, but generally is that Marv was, is always there. And as you'll as I guess you could see from the comic book that came out with the season four DVD. Yes. Uh, what had happened a long time ago was, you know, she and William were sort of marauding around the world, troubling people, and then in, and then in what is now Haven, were apprehended by the person who we know, at least in his his name that he used here as Agent Howard, and his punishment, as we had had alluded to last season, was he was just cast into the void. Um, sort of the creepy space between worlds, but her punishment was a little more, uh, I guess, involved, uh, shall we say. And this is what, and then her punishment wound up going back to what was part of the series premise when they first conceived the show and then kind of sold it and wrote the pilot and everything else, which was that what was happening to Mara uh, is what happened kind of time and time again, is that she was in there. I guess we always refer to it as being in the back seat while there were these sort of other personalities who were, uh, I guess, you know, and to, to painfully torture that metaphor, were driving the car. Uh, and, you know, so these people were sort of there time and time again. That's why Mara has all those memories, has all of the memories of Audrey's time in Haven. It's almost like she's been watching. And that's why she remembers stuff with Lucy and had mentioned, you know, the stuff with uh, from before. And Veronica and... Exactly. So she has been in there, and it was, and it was. I can't tell you any more than that because we'll get into some of why that was the case uh, a little bit later. Okay. But so that it, was sort of the unique nature of her punishment was sort of to be literally submerged into uh, humanity. And in related to that, will we also find out more about why Mara created the troubles? And uh, we will. I, be, I believe that we will. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna tentatively answer yes to that one. That's a much shorter answer, <laughs> which I, which I figured there was. Now there's yes. one other uh, question I received in relation to all that Mara and Audrey and the troubles in the relationship when uh, Audrey was still in Mara. The somebody wanted clarification. Pam wanted clarification on uh, was Mara just watching through Audrey's eyes? You mean uh, up? Up to to that point, um, I think until, so. I guess, when... What would have been the end of uh, episode four thirteen? Yes. Yeah. Well. Yeah. We had felt that you know from we we met Audrey back in the pilot, at least the person who we know as Audrey. Mm -hmm. Parker, uh, you know when she was she was woken up uh, by Agent Howard at her door, at least the person who we know as Agent Howard. And you know we even very specifically chose the song that was on the radio in the pilot. I was here for those discussions. They wanted to make very sure that we chose the song that was there. I shall not name it now. Um, but that that was the first time that, that I guess, the quote-unquote Audrey entity woke up as Audrey. That, you know, what that actually had been was Mara, and then they sort of, Agent Howard chose and put Audrey Parker's personality, you know, borrowed it basically from right. the real Audrey Parker and put it onto her and then, you know, had sort of created this sort of facade of, of, a, of a life for her and then sent her on her way once again to Haven. Um, and so we, we had sort of felt that throughout all that, 
you know, if you think of it, we've used the word, you know, punishment uh, about what's happening to Mara before, that Mara was there watching from from within, sort of having to watch through Audrey's eyes. Uh, and uh, ironically, you know, that's, I guess probably I'm going to answer another question that you may or may not have received, mm-hmm. is that I know that Mara had said a few things in episodes three and four about her uh, implicating that she or I'm sorry, implying that she was influencing Audrey's actions at certain times, such as in Colorado or other times. And we had always felt that that was a bluff. I'm, I, I was hopeful, at least I thought that that would, came through, that she was just saying to Nathan or to Duke the things that, that, she, that she knew that they didn't want to hear, that she was messing with them. You know, that's the advantage of of Mara having been in there watching through Audrey's eyes throughout the last four seasons was that she could know Nathan and she could know Duke and even Dwight and she knows the screws to turn and the buttons to press. You know, there was, there was never a version of this uh, season coming into the Mara season, even the end of last season when we knew we were going to see her just for a second. We always wanted her to have all of the memories of Haven. We, the way the shorthand that we always used was that she had seen every episode. So she knows, you know, all the same stuff that any fan of the show would know. Which, uh, in fact, more because she's been watching for, <laughs> for you know, 18-odd seasons before this season. Uh, so she knows uh, quite a lot. And that was, that was her kind of power. She can't fly. She, she's not super strong. She's not bulletproof. What she is is really smart and really knowledgeable. Well, I, th- I think it did come through the episode. But if not, for those uh, who weren't sure, I think you cleared it up. Yeah, very good. Very good. <laughs> so just one last thing, because I know you have to go back to breaking um, the finale. Oh, I, actually, I actually do have a little more time, but it's really up to you. Uh, so. Well, let's see what we can do. I, I, I have been freed. I have about 15 more minutes than I thought I did. Okay. Well, All the time. But take your time, please. It's, uh, it's the least I can do. What, there have been some great guest stars. Tonight's episode, Chris Masterson. Yes, indeed. Right? And um, it was just announced that we would get Christian. And That's right. The Colorado Kid will be back. That's right. Which was he announced. will not be back until season 5B, unfortunately, for Colorado Kid fans. But we will see James Cogan again. Is there anyone else you can tease that we could look forward to? That I can tease? That, that we can look forward to? Well, I can tell you that Laura Minnell, who has been announced for a long time, mm-hmm. and uh, who, has, uh, who, who will be around for a little while at least, uh, she is joining the cast very soon. I cannot tell you how soon, but she's coming up uh, in a little while. And, God, who else? Chris Masterson, you've not seen the last of him, uh, only because uh, he's also in the next episode. (laughs) (laughs) If if that wasn't clear from the end of the last episode. But he'll still be there. Um, And I will say that there's, it's funny, I guess Dylan Dylan Taylor, who was in this episode, played guard member Reggie. Uh, We have been wanting to cast him for a little while. We've always really liked Dylan. He was on a show that I enjoyed that no one else really watched a ton of called uh, Defying Gravity way back when. Um, that was on, uh, gosh, it was on ABC. It was about uh, astronauts. It was great. And he was also on Copper. And uh, we had always liked him and then wound up uh, us- using him uh, in this episode. You have not seen the last of him. And, gosh, there was actually an- another guest star in this episode who you've also not seen the last of, but I will not name that person now. Uh, and next week, I believe it was in the trailer for next week's episode. 
So I hope I'm not spoiling something, but I'm going to do it anyway. I might get in trouble. I, I couldn't watch the episode, so I didn't see the preview. But we are bringing back uh, next week uh, the actor Chris Lemke, who's terrific. That was but in the trailer. Good. <laughs> oh, thank God. Very scared. He is the dark side seeker known as uh, Seth Byrne. He is returning next week. We loved him. And then from, we know we actually knew what we were, surprisingly, we knew what we were doing in episode 411 last year, introducing uh, uh, him particularly. We had hoped that if that episode worked, that we would be able to bring him back, and you'll see why. There's a very specific reason for why. Um, and there's a very specific reason why he's back in this episode, and we may not even be the last that we've seen of him, but he's, he's terrific. Everyone was super excited to have him back. We're excited to, what, to see him again. What else can I spoil? Uh, I really can't, and I totally can't speak to anything in season five B. Um, well, that's yeah, understandable. There's, there's a few other a few other surprises certainly on the way uh, down the road. So, an, an actor or two who I really love and I'm super excited about that we got. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, it's the it's 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 really uh, worked out well the, the casting uh, this season. I can say no more than that, though. Fair enough. Fair enough. I I think you've given us a lot already. Um, just let me ask this question. Uh, Pixie Doodley, Valerie, uh, wants to know, is there a story behind the symbols on the roof of Nathan's cabin? On the roof of Nathan's cabin? I don't think I, I noticed. I, I'm going to, ready for this one? The mm-hmm. answer to that is I have no idea. Hmm. <laughs> there, there could well be, but that question is not for me. I don't even know what Nathan's cabin is. There was Nathan's father's cabin. I, I think she means cabin. Nathan's father's cabin. From three and four. Yeah. Then uh, the answer is no. You know, the 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 only, or I guess the answer is I don't know. Jennifer Stewart, who is our production designer and who is fantastic, uh, has uh, a, a good eye for detail. And you'll know a lot of our sets down to pictures and trinkets and drawings on a cave wall. Uh she has uh, she has a real knack uh, for that sort of stuff. And what's great about the art department on our show is that they're also fans of the show. Mm-hmm. So they are, you know, they they'll ask if you any question that you could ask me uh, on this phone call would probably have already been asked by somebody uh, in our art department. And so we try to be they try to be as as sort of meticulous as possible with the details that they sort of throw in, be it on a newspaper or whatever. Um, so I would not surprise me if there is a story behind whatever is on the roof of that cabin. I do not know the answer, but I'm sure that some thought went into it, and probably they were they took uh, great care to make sure that it was consistent with with whatever was else was in that cabin that told some sort of story about uh, what Garland Wernos might have been doing there a long time ago. Okay, so so it wasn't necessarily written into the story, but there may be a story. That we just don't know of. Yeah, for sure. Like an example, it happens a lot, actually. There's, uh, I, you tweeted at me about it uh, in tonight's episode seven. Uh, it was, it is never, never mentioned in dialogue anymore that Audrey was driving Nathan's Bronco, but there was the one scene where she did. And you know, it's funny. This is the sort of conversations that you have, uh, where you know everyone was like, "Well, Audrey just got back, and but she needs to jump in a car." But like, what happened to her car from last season? Would she it would just be sitting around? And it made emotional sense to everybody that, you know what, in this one instance, because she just lost Nathan, let's have her drive the Bronco. And then we had made sort of a little bit of an emotional meal of it. It's actually it's really kind of nice. It's like she, 
she jumps in the Bronco, but it's the first time she's been in it really with, without like Nathan behind the wheel. You know, it's a little bit like an episode you get to every once in a while in Doctor Who where someone else pilots the TARDIS. Right. You know, and they're trying to save the Doctor when they do it. You know, it's re- so it ends up being really moving. And it also ended up being one of the first things that we cut out of the script. <laughs> so she had, but we still needed her to, to drive the Bronco and felt that it was okay because, you know, for, for the person who would notice, you could infer what the, what the story was behind it and it would make a certain amount of sense even if we didn't have to sort of call it out. And there's a lot of things like that that wind up in the episodes where it's sort of like, well, if the, the watchful eye will probably see this and will understand X. Uh, and if you don't miss it or if you didn't see it, then, you know, it doesn't change anything. But there's a lot of thought goes into a lot of that. It's, uh, it's one, of the, one of the things I enjoy most about working on the show is that everyone, so that would even just be the transportation department and, you know, and set deck, uh, really put a lot of care into what we put on screen. Well, that's definitely one of the reasons I think we all enjoy the show is because there's so much to it that every rewatch, something new is discovered. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was, and I'm so happy that, that people feel that way and that we got a chance to do it. It was started back on when we were working on the pilot. They, you know, told everybody, like, we're not, we don't want, we're not just going to throw things in willy nilly. You know, we're going to, we're setting up stuff right now and like this first season is the tip of the iceberg. When we get to the end of the first season, we're going to you know, peel back a layer, and then there's going to be more stuff underneath, and then the next layer, and the next layer. And so we, they wanted to be really delicate even early on about you know, world building is the technical term. About let's, let's name these places, and then when we name a street or name a place, they mark it down on where the map is. And you know, so they're trying to really make sure that everything we're doing is consistent, and that's, that's both in the background and, and stuff that we you know, call out more specifically. And this season, it, it's been happening a lot, and the, the, the rate of it will go up that we are calling back to more and more things from previous seasons. Um, and it's, it, is, it is sort of something that we had always intended to do. And then now, especially like you said before, with 26 episodes, we have a little more room to do it. There's, you know, there's been a couple more flashbacks than before, but even, even things coming up, there are, there are more callbacks uh, than, than we've ever had before. And we are so looking forward to seeing it. Thank you so much, Brian, for taking the time after the episode to, to talk with us. Oh, my pleasure. Let me, uh, before you go, let me give you just a shameless plug. My go ahead. Before. But uh, this episode seven and episode eight were sort of conceived and written together. But I love next week's episode. I was I was super bummed to be writing part one and not part two because <laughs> I, was pretty, I was pretty excited about things to come. I'm kidding, actually. I'm, Love, I love I love writing this one, but I'm a huge, could not be a bigger fan of, of uh, 9 and 10 and then 11, 12, and 13, what's coming down the pike for this season. So I'm very excited now. We finally are in the place where we get to see the cuts, you know, we're, and we've seen now to the end of the season, and everything is coming together, I think, uh, really well. So I think people are going to be uh, really excited, or at least I'm excited for people to see it. Uh, so it's, uh, it's, it's, I think the ride is only going to get uh, better and I think faster from, from here on out. Thank you again to Brian for a fantastic episode and a fantastic interview. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Be sure to check out Nick Parker's episode, Exposure, airing on Halloween night at 7, 6 central on Sci-Fi. So plan your nights accordingly and tell a friend. This is a perfect time to have a pre-show before the party begins. You know, get everyone together for a Halloween party, dress up, sure, watch Haven, and then continue the party. Because, you know, it's always a party. 
All right, guys. Till next time. Peace.